In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Congressman Bill Heisinger is seeking answers from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development on the status of Harbor Towers in Benton Harbor. The high-rise, as it's known to many, has had several issues in the past couple of years, from flooding to electrical problems. Heisinger tells us HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge appeared before the House Financial Services Committee on Thursday. We have heard a number of stories and have read a number of stories about the poor living conditions there at Harbor Towers, where it's not owned by HUD directly, but the housing authority in Benton Harbor is overseen by HUD, and of course our committee oversees HUD. Heisinger asked Fudge for an action plan. She committed that within the next 24 hours she would get back to me in my office on what they're doing. And specifically, I was asking for a plan of action looking at improving living conditions for the residents there. While she wasn't familiar with the building itself, Heisinger says putting the issue on her radar couldn't hurt. Heisinger has requested a full briefing on the matter and what the plan of action between HUD and the Benton Harbor Housing Commission is to improve conditions, safety, and quality of life for the residents they call Harbor Towers home. Three deputies with the Berrien County Sheriff's Department have received life-saving awards for their efforts in the community in recent months. At their Thursday meeting of the Berrien County Board of Commissioners, Under Sheriff Greg Sanders said deputies Micah Carlson and Jonathan Cluster responded to a 911 call about cardiac arrest on October 22nd in Buchanan. They administered CPR and used an AED to save a life. Their teamwork and quick action saved this individual's life. What makes this special in this case is that the individual that they were working on was a Buchanan fireman. So I think we are very thankful for their quick actions to help out another public servant. Also receiving an award was Deputy Nathan Withington who helped a woman who was choking in the Niles Courthouse on November 9th. He performed the Heimlich maneuver on the juror and then gave her medication to help with an ensuing panic attack. Sheriff Chuck Hine and staff personnel presented the three deputies with the agency's life-saving award, thanking them for their actions. The Berrien County Health Department is putting the finishing touches on its new strategic plan. The document covers the next three years of programs and goals at the health department. Berrien County Deputy Health Officer Candy Gabrielles tells us the strategic plan looks at the health department operations with a focus in three specific areas. So environmental health, our clinical and community health, and our family programs. So those are kind of the three we separated and focused on. And then we did one that encapsulated the entire health department. Gabrielle said the plan was developed internally with all areas of the health department involved. Among the priorities it identifies for 2024 through the next two years, improving access to health services. Transportation seems to be one of the issues that for not just staff here trying to get to where they need to be when they're working, but also for those in the community who are trying to get to their WIC appointments here or to a doctor's appointment, we know that transportation is an issue. The department will help develop a plan to improve transportation in the coming year. Another priority is community outreach and rebuilding trust coming out of the pandemic. As Gabrielle says, many department programs were scaled back during the shutdown. The health department wants people to know they are still here. The Great Lakes shipping season officially ends at 11.59 on January 15th. That's when the Sioux Lock shut down for winter maintenance. Carrie Fox with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers tells us the locks will remain closed through March 25th 
for all kinds of maintenance projects. It is federally regulated that we shut down during this exact period every year. But two, it gives us a really critical period to do our winter maintenance on. So during that 10-week shutdown period, we do all of our critical maintenance for the facility to keep the locks operational during the navigation season. The Sioux locks connect Lake Superior and the lower Great Lakes Fox says they're critical for the movement of resources. We have more than 4,500 vessels that carry up to 80 million tons of cargo that maneuver through the locks annually. And what they carry mostly is iron ore, coal, wheat, and limestone. Fox says maintenance crews will complete structural inspections and install lifting lugs on the upstream gate during the closure. On the downstream, crews will install anchorage components and complete critical structural repairs. She notes the maintenance crews often have to brave frigid temperatures and high winds during the winter projects. The Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven will host the next entry in its lecture series on January 17 with a presentation on the Mackinac Railway Ferries. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. The museum says the ferries played a role in icebreaking on the Great Lakes historically. With South Haven's Icebreaker Festival quickly approaching, the museum says it's the perfect time to learn about some of the history behind icebreaking with guest speaker Brian Jashi in his presentation, Wood, Steel, and Ice, History of the Straits of Mackinac Railway Ferries. Mackinac Railway Ferries operated on the Great Lakes from the 1880s until 1984. They became a model for icebreakers around the world. Brian Jashi is the curator of collections for Mackinac State Historic Parks and has worked on Great Lakes freighters in a variety of roles. His writings about the Mackinac Railway Ferries have been seen in several publications, including Michigan History Magazine and Mackinac State Historic Parks. The presentation at the Michigan Maritime Museum will be at 6.30 p.m. on the 17th. Admission will be free to museum members, but $10 for non-members. Andrew Green, WSJM News. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources says it's reached its fundraising goal of $400,000 to acquire track chairs for parks statewide. Track chairs are off-road electronic chairs that can easily handle trails, snow, sand, and even up to 8 inches of water, allowing users to explore areas of the parks that traditional wheelchairs might not reach. They're available for use at no cost at the parks that have them. Those parks include Warren Dunes State Park, which had a goal of $15,833 to purchase a new track chair. The DNR says over the past five years, 300-plus donors have raised more than $444,000 to purchase track chairs at 15 locations around the state, with 10 additional locations soon to receive chairs. A recent report by Bridge Michigan noted the state has the most accessible parks system thanks to its acquisition of the chairs. Berrien County has received a Graham Woodhouse Intergovernmental Effort Award from the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission for its help drafting the Berrien County Trails Master Plan. At their Thursday meeting, the Planning Commission's Marcy Hamilton told the Berrien County Board of Commissioners the Master Plan was drafted with the backing of governments throughout the county. You guys also passed the resolution of support for this, and we also have so far 31 out of the 39 communities that passed the resolution of support for the plan. We're working to get that up to 100% also, and we're still working on that, so we're pretty confident we'll be able to get them all on board. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission has been saluting supporters of the plan with the Graham Woodhouse Intergovernmental Effort Award 
because Hamilton says that support embodies the very spirit of the award. Everybody from the Bering Community Foundation, some of the funders, to the Pokagon Fund, Be Healthy Bering, the Road Department also was recognized, all the cities and townships and villages obviously that contributed to the plan. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission has been giving the award to partner agencies on the master plan. They include the Lincoln Township Board of Trustees, which was told about its award this week. The master plan makes it easier for the Planning Commission to acquire grants to support further trail projects. Southwestern Michigan College is expanding its student housing. The SMC Board of Trustees this week voted to construct new rooms to accommodate a total of 36 additional beds. SMC President Joe Odenwald tells us the college has seen more demand for housing since the pandemic ended and athletes were brought back to campus. At the beginning of September, we were at 104% in housing, and so the board had said to me that if we get in this situation, we're going to have to look at some incremental options. And so we've looked at that, and we've looked at both large projects and small ones. They opted to go with the modest project, adding new rooms to existing residence halls. Odenwald says the residence halls will house 367 students this semester, or 94% of capacity, compared to 88% capacity last spring. He believes the worst of the pandemic is behind the college, leading to the demand. We're back seeing the kind of numbers we saw a decade ago in terms of demand on housing. And intercollegiate athletics is a part of that, but, you know, that's only a fourth of the people living there. Odenwald says the residence halls were not only completely full in fall 2023, but also had a long waiting list and some students were not able to secure a room. Therefore, the college will add new rooms to existing residence halls. He expects the project to cost between 2 and $3 million. Two streets in St. Joseph Township are getting a new speed limit. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners on Thursday approving a resolution adopting a new limit of 35 miles per hour on Miami Road from Napier Avenue to Woodward and on May Street from the Benton Harbor City Limit to Woodward. That's after the county commission authorized the Berrien County Road Department to work with Michigan State Police on a speed study finding 85% of drivers on those two stretches of roadway go about 40 miles an hour. The threat of major snowstorm will affect the entire state of Michigan this weekend. From the UP to the central, northern, and western portions of the state, a winter storm warning is in effect. In southwest Michigan, from Friday midday until Saturday night, Saginaw Bay is expecting up to 6 inches of snow, Sault Ste. Marie up to 9, Grand Rapids facing between 8 and 14 inches of snow. Forecasters are also warning of gusty winds that could bring down tree branches and cause power outages. Some gusts expected to reach 50 miles per hour. With the threat of snow across West Michigan, many kids will be staying home. Most have canceled classes today in anticipation of a storm that could bring blizzard-like conditions. And finally, on Thursday, competitors in the Miss America competition faced off in talent And Miss Michigan, Maya Shuknek, also former Blossom Time royalty, won for her speed painting. Shuknek was one of three to capture a $3,000 scholarship. She was joined by Miss Maine and Miss North Carolina as preliminary talent winners. The Miss America finals take place Sunday of this weekend. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.